We're live. Here, here we go. Come on, man. It's been it's been it's been a while, bro. I don't even I don't even I don't know if they remember. I don't know if we remember. What, what what's this what's the show called? Do we even know how to f anything up anymore? I mean, I've been I, I, I've been stuff up. Effing, I feel like I've been effing stuff up, but not not in the way that we were effing stuff up when we kicked this off, man. So I'm happy to be back. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, faith family fitness and finance bro the things that that we probably focus on the most as men in this world right and it's funny when you say that uh well it's not funny but uh, it's funny to me because i can relate right. um when you say that you know we we're effing stuff up but not in the way that we were when we first started this thing right and i think it's right. that's every that's every man's intent right they never they never create anything thinking that it's going to fail or thinking that it's not going to go the way they want it to, or that it's not, you know, they always hold a, onto a strong vision, right? They're like we're going to, we're going to roll this thing out, but you know what? It's, it's the, it's the quitting part that gets right. to me. It's like, yeah. as long as we don't quit, man, as long as we don't quit, I think we're going to be doing this thing. Right, man. You know, it's, it's funny. It's funny that you say that. And I think that's probably a, I think that it probably could last us the whole 45 minutes of this, of this episode is <laughs> just talking about, you know, persevering, talking about, you know, not, not stopping, you know, I came to, I came to a conclusion and I came to a revelation, if you would, of, with my own life. And Hey, we didn't introduce ourselves, man. Nate Strong here. Hey, Jeremy J. Vicious in the house. There we, there we go. See, it's been that long. We forgot to do that to kick the show <laughs> off. But, but, you know, I, I came to a revelation, man. If I, if I look back at every single goal that I did not achieve out, out of every single thing that I set off to to accomplish and I didn't and I didn't accomplish it there's only one there's really one common denominator that happened every single time in my life and I'm 36 years old now I'm sorry 37 years old now and 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 this happens every single time and what that is for me man is that I stopped and what I mean is I start with the vision I start with the goal in mind I start working towards something whether that be a career whether that be an opportunity whether that be building out a course whether that be building out a class whatever it may be and for whatever reason uh, I change course I, I I tell myself that the initial goal that I set is no longer important and and this one right here is actually a little bit more obtainable so I'm gonna go do this instead and what happens is, I never eventually, I always end up feeling like I'm not where I'm supposed to be and that I'm not living up to my full potential. And the revelation that I had was the only way that that'll ever happen is if I stay consistent, you know, and that's what in my mind, you know, true, true integrity is true discipline is it's the, it's the ability to make a decision and say, I'm going to do this and then do it until it's complete, no matter what. So that that's that's my focus for the rest of this year. Anything that I say I'm going to get involved in, if I'm starting it, I don't want to stop it. I, I'm not even here. I'm not even here for the results anymore. I, I'm just here for the process. That's and that's where that's where it gets married, right? That's where that whole uh, that's the exit strategy for that self sabotaging that we right. like to commit, right. right? We just constantly the self sabotaging of, you know, where we we we've twist and turn and pivot and all these things when we should just remain the course uh, which is evidence of self-love right so you got two things on you got two things here on separate ends of the spectrum where you got self-sabotage and self-love completely on two different ends and basically everything that you just stated 
is how you cross that bridge. That's the bridge from self-sabotage into self-love. When we are disciplined, when we maintain that integrity, when we're consistent, when we're all those things towards something, that's, that's us telling ourselves that we're worthy, that we're valuable, that we love ourselves and everyone else that's involved in that process. Man. When we don't do that, it's self-sabotaging. <laughs> Man, it's, it's, it's so funny that you say that because that, that was the second, like my, my week has been like a week of, of true experience, you know, like literally it, it, it has been. And what I realized that, you know, I've, I've gone through valleys, man. I've, I've had, I've had great successes where I felt like I've been on top of the world spiritually, emotionally um, successful, even in my profession. I've also had valleys where I feel like I'm not living up to my potential and I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not doing what I should be do, what I, what I should be doing. And what I found is, man, it all comes down to how we treat ourselves and how I have been treating myself. And, here, and here's what I mean. And I, I made a Facebook post about this. And it's so funny that you use the word self-love, dude, because this is what it's all about. It's like if, if you as my friend, as my brother, if I tell you if everything that I tell you, Jeremy, I do not follow through on a single thing that I say, but it all sounds great. I'm like, hey, Jeremy, I'm going to I'm going to help you do this. And then I don't do it. And I say, hey, Jeremy, I'm going to help you with your life. And, I, and we're going to do this. And I don't do it. And it all sounds great. Every single time you're like, man, this guy's the best. And he never does it. Eventually, at some point, you're, you're going to start to resent me as an individual. Or you're at least going to peg me as somebody who is not a man of their word and who does not follow through. And that's how you're going to see me. There's nothing that I'm going to be able to do to change that perception unless I change my actions, right? But as, as people... We do this to ourselves on a daily basis. We tell ourselves, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit to losing weight. Then we don't do it. We tell ourselves, I'm going to work harder at my career. Then we don't do it. We tell ourselves, I'm going to build this business for myself. Then we don't do it. We tell ourselves, I'm going to do this, knowing almost exactly what you need to do, but then you don't do it. And then we wonder why we feel like we're in pits of despair. We wonder why we're depressed. We wonder why we're down. We're expecting to feel happy but we're treating ourselves worse than we would treat people outside of ourselves. So once I realized that, I said, man, I have to be a man of commitment. Anything I say I'm going to do, even to myself, most importantly, most importantly, I have to do it. Because what I also learned is people, myself included, we treat the outside world as a, as a strict reflection of how we're treating ourselves internally. So when you see people who are out in the outside world and they're mean, they're bitter, you better believe they're mean and bitter in their, in their self-dialogue. If you see people happy and joyous, you better believe they're happy and joyous in their self-dialogue. So my question is, how much time do we spend making sure we maintain our commitments to ourselves? And, and how much importance do we really put on that? Because the value is immense. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's, it, the thing is with men, we, we want what we're doing to be so extravagant and so impactful that we don't we don't take into account those nuances and the minutiae that exists within the process of obtaining those things right. right so it's and then once we face them and we're all alone the easiest the easiest path is to take one that doesn't have any resistance right right so we we, we switch over to the next opportunity to the next shiny and bright thing and and so on and so forth but you know, when I look at it a little bit more deeply, I think there there needs to be a sense of community whenever we we think about uh, pursuing something, right? Uh, when, whenever when an empire is not built 
by one individual, right? I think right. Steve Jobs said it the best. And he said, you know, I could have never built my empire by myself, right? you know, at, at all, without, without, without question. And if we ever want to do something great, there needs to be adoption of others into that vision and into that process. So when we're, when we're alone, it's like, well, of course I'll give up. It's not going to hurt anybody, right. right? It won't hurt anybody. There's no, there's no, there's no major consequence here. I'm just going to give up. Right. And I'll move on to the next thing that's going to bring me more glory. Right. Right. Um, and it's like, but when you have that community where everybody's contributing and everybody's doing their part and everyone's doing what they need to do, all of a sudden it's just, it just becomes more of a reality. Right. right? So I think what it really boils down to is surrounding yourself around people that are, are 100% committed to the same vision and every, and, and there being clear expectations of what everybody's role is because we will rise to the occasion, but we just have to have an occasion to rise to, mm. right? If it's just ourselves and we never set an occasion, then there's nothing to rise to. It's like, well, okay, well, uh, you know, if no one's going to hold me accountable to something, I'm sure enough, not going to hold myself accountable to something that nobody else knows I'm holding myself accountable to. So like, it's just like this arbitrary <laughs> thing that just exists. Dude, it's, it's, it's so, it's so funny that you said that because, you know, I look at, I look at social media and I look at the immense distraction in general that social media is, but, but I also look at the true benefit that it could be if we made the choice to use it in the correct way. And what I mean is what you just said is almost like exactly what, what I do. And, and I can tell you this, like, for example, this month, I committed for the first time in my life to run 72 miles this month uh, for, for a charity event for, for raising awareness for leukemia, um, you know, cancer foundation, man. That's, that, that's big for me to be able to do something. Oh, bless which your, I bless love. your heart for that, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. But, you know, to do, to do something I love, but also to make it, to make it for a purpose outside of myself. Right. And the reason, the reason I say this is like, okay, so that, that was cool, but Part of it is also a charity, right? So you're supposed to share it. You're supposed to hold yourself accountable. You're supposed to get the community involved and you're supposed to let everybody know you're doing it. Well, here I am. It's, it's day 12 of the month. I've already been doing it for 12 days. I've been running a considerable amount, but I haven't actually shared it with anybody outside of the actual um, participant group because I believe I was, I, until this morning, I was giving myself a little bit of wiggle room to say, well, if I don't really want to do 72 miles, nobody, <laughs> nobody really knows. It's just me that said it. Right. I mean, I, listen, I already donated. I gave them money. Like if I, if I don't want to actually follow through, it's okay. But I actually, I actually came to that, that, that revelation myself today. So I shared it, man. I put it out there. I, put, I shared it with my family. I called a few people. I made, I made another donation myself. And then I started posting it on social media because I want that extra layer of accountability. Like if I disappear on November 1st and I'm, and I'm off of social media again, then, then that's me saying that, listen, I, I tapped out, I quit on my goal. I didn't follow through. And that's going to be the leverage. That's going to be the leverage that I need to make sure that I don't do that. You know what I mean? Because I, I want to make sure that I follow through on that for the very reason that I started this conversation for my own personal integrity, man, for my own personal vision and for my own, my own, my own personal moral, you know, this is something that I can't let myself down on and the community is going to help me make sure that happens. Yeah, and I think a huge component of of goal setting as well, like whenever we're setting goals, is is managing the expectation. You know, that's a skill set that a lot of people undermine. You know, um, and it's almost they're too optimistic to a fault. 
and they don't manage their expectations, which in and of itself is a skill. You have to be able to skillfully manage your expectations so you can set yourself up appropriately where not only can you accomplish your goal, but then you can also have a stretch goal where you're, you're pushing yourself outside your limits or what you thought were capable and you're accomplishing that, you know, and a lot of times we set goals unskillfully and we say, we're going to set this goal and and it sounds so great, so noble, right? right? So so amazing and we set this huge goal for ourselves and then as we go on go along we notice that there's no strategy behind it there's no plan there's it's real it's unrealistic right and then we just told but we told the world hey we this is the goal i have for myself and it's a huge goal but then once i start realizing what it's going to take and the things i'm going to have to sacrifice to obtain it all of a sudden i start reevaluating so well do i really want this you know, uh, right. do it, did I did I really want this? Right. Um, and that's that's where I find myself a lot. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very optimistic person. So for me, everything can be done. You know, everything can be done. Now, should it be done? That's a whole different question. <laughs> but <Right. laughs> everything can be done and everything sounds good and everything seems there always seems to be a way. Right. Um, you know, I always try to find a way when there is none. And, and I'm, and I'm hopeful and I'm optimistic about that. But what I've realized as the years have gone, uh, is I need to learn to manage my expectations and, and, and fully take into account all that's going to be required of me in the pursuit of said thing. That, that right there was, was like, you, you took, you took my talking point because I was agreeing, but disagreeing until you said that part right there, because I, I think that if, if you could set a goal as high as you'd like, as long as you do what you just said, and part of setting that goal is having a clear understanding of what you're willing to give up, what you're willing to sacrifice. Because in life, what I've learned, it's all about balance. To go in any direction is to go away from another direction. There, there, there is, there is no, you know, the, the only, the only, the only power in this universe that can go in all directions is our Creator. You know, we, we as man, if we focus on the left. Then we take away from the right. We focus on the right. Then we take away from the left. And I think if you go into any goal, regardless of the size, if you have a true understanding of what you're willing to give up to get it, and if you are good with that and you can maintain that commitment, I, I think it's worth it's worth taking a shot. But I definitely think to what you're the point you're making, the biggest downfall we all we all make, myself included, I just did it recently, was to jump into any opportunity or any situation. And not have a clear understanding of what you have to give to get what you're trying to get. And I think if you don't do that, you set yourself up for failure every time. Because once that, once the moment of time comes where you have to give and you have to pay the price, if you're not willing to pay, it's over. Yep. You yep. know, like how, it's like it's, it's how do you over. cash out on that? <laughs> right. It's like okay, I'm here. You know, I, I've been here, but I'm not willing to do what you're asking to do. Well, then you can never get what you're asking to get. And that's and that's a hard pill to swallow, you right. know. Nobody wants nobody wants to be real with themselves and say, "Well, you know what? I just didn't choose to do what I needed to do to get what I want what I wanted to accomplish." 
Facts. Like no, that's it. No, but just be no, real and, with yourself, bro. And no, and nobody wants to admit that, man. Listen, I'll, I'll admit that on this podcast to you as my brother, and also to the world. You know, I looked at myself. I made, I made, an, I made a commitment, and I said I'm going to go back into the insurance business. And as you know, man, I had great success in the insurance business before, um, but I'm going to a whole different part of the insurance business. And I've been out of the game for about two and a half years now, like literally out of the game, enjoying life, enjoying time with my family. I mean, I have been blessed man like really blessed but i made a decision to go back into the insurance business and i said man i was killing this two and a half years ago all i need to do is buy these and i'll be killing it again like okay makes sense three months later i'm not killing it right and i, and I go back into today or this week really and i have a revelation like, well let's take a look let's look let's peel the layer back let's see why you're not is it not you're not killing it because, you know, maybe the industry's changed or you're not killing it because your system's not good. What's the reason why you're not where you want to be? And as I pull back the layer, layer after layer, I have to be honest with myself and saying I'm getting subpar results because I'm doing subpar work. Like I'm not putting in the time. I'm not putting in the effort. I'm not doing the activities. I'm not calling the people six, seven, eight times after I got the initial commitment. I'm not doing all the little things that I was willing to do, which took all the time I had away from my family away back in 2020 to 2016 to 2020. I'm not will I wasn't willing to do that. And since I wasn't willing to do it, I wasn't seeing the same results. That's the reason. And for me, that actually gave me peace because for me, like when things aren't going well and I don't know why, that makes me in a position of chaos because I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, why aren't things going well? Like, I'm me. I'm here. <laughs> Should be great. But I when it's up. not, right? But when, but when it's not, I'm like, man, I start to feel powerless. Like, wow, I can't even understand why this is happening. But when I have the, when I have the insight to go back and actually take a look at why it's happening and I can clearly see, dude, if you would have did X, Y, and Z, your results would have been 40% better. 40% better would have put me right back on track to where I was. So if I'm 40% worse by doing, you know, 50% less of the work, it's actually not that bad of results. Like it, it makes sense why it is what it is. And it's also an easy fix. If I want to fix it, just don't do that again. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's pretty easy, you know? And, I mean, and if I and if I don't, then, then don't, you know what I mean? And it's like, what's the recommendation there, then, right? Like, and that's why I think community is so pivotal in, in, in our success as men, because there needs to be someone, not everybody's at that level where they can have that dialogue with themselves and be real. Right. Right. I think a lot of times our ego and our pride, uh, once they're set, they, they, they root themselves in everything that we do. Right. Because no, nobody wants to believe that they're incapable or they're incompetent or they're not enough. Like nobody wants to believe that. Right. Right. And it's never and that's never the case, though. Nope. It's just what we tell ourselves because we, we slipped up on one step of the process, Dude. not realizing that there's nine other steps of the process that we can absolutely master. We just we just came against this one stumbling block. Dude, you, you said it, man. And the ego, the ego likes us to point outwards, right? The ego likes us to say, well, it's this, right? It's it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that, it's that person, it's that opportunity, it's this, this not right. But truthfully, what it what it always comes down to is what you just said. It's, it, it comes down to what you think and what you're what you want to do and what you're telling yourself you're like on a consistent basis. And if you're telling yourself, like, you know, I'm not doing well, but I should be. It's not fair. Then you're going to be somebody who continues to not do well. Like it's unfortunate, but that's what you're focusing on. But if you're telling yourself, 
I'm not doing well, that there's there's a part that I need to fix and I need to figure out what that is, then I believe you will indefinitely find out what that is in time and especially in resources, if you especially if you have the community and, it, and it's an easy fix. But to your point, you know, not a, not a lot of people, not a lot of people, it's not, it's not even on that level. I think not a lot of people have that 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 idea of personal awareness where they can where they can hold themselves accountable without it damaging their vision of who they are. You know what I mean? Well, it's it's also society playing a huge role in in normalizing this like individualism, right? right. It's like some somehow the success is is uh is more noble or more um more grandier if you've done it by yourself. And, and right. overnight, like, and overnight, <laughs> and overnight, like which are both formulas of absolute failure, right? Which both failure. are not true. They're they're all they're all facades. They're all facades. Like at both of the overnight success means the guy's been working really hard for ten to twenty years, and then one day it popped. That's that's an overnight mm-hmm. success. <laughs> and I'm so glad I'm so glad you said that, bro. And, and and hopefully that gives some revelation to the world when they hear this and they say, "Man, I've been plugging away at this thing, and I just haven't hit. You know, when's my breakthrough?" Your breakthrough can come overnight, right? But what what won't happen is you in, in, uh, begin an endeavor, and then all of a sudden, within twenty four hours of beginning that endeavor, you now all of a sudden have have hit the jackpot, right? Right. You know that that doesn't happen. Man, I was listening to a, I was listening to a sermon, and I actually been listening to this same sermon every single day since I since I needed to, <clears throat> but it was talking about consistency. And, you know, they, they used the, – the preacher used the, the gym analogy, which I thought was amazing for a person like myself who loves fitness. And they said, listen, you can go to the gym, and, I, and, I, and Jeremy, you can have a goal, anybody. You know, we, we both trainers fitness. You, you can go to the gym. This person could say, I want to get in shape. And they can go to the gym for one week. And if you, if you take a look at it after a week, seemingly nothing happened, right? If the person's expectation was – I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get into shape in a week. After a week, they're going to think they failed because nothing's going to happen. In fact, after 2 weeks, most likely nothing's going to happen. 3 weeks, nothing really major is going to happen. But if you're consistent with going to the gym and I and I don't mean consistent like you need to go for 9 hours or you need to go for 2 hours a day. If you go for just 30 to 45 minutes a day, 5 days a week, I can't tell you if it's going to happen on week one, week two, week three, or even week 22, but I can guarantee you if you stay consistent, you will eventually get into some sort of shape. It, it, it will happen with consistency. If you don't be consistent, you'll you'll never get it, period. And, never, and never dude, I'm about, to, I'm about to just blow, like, ba- just basically what you said earlier, right? How the ego wants us to point outside of ourselves. Right. And when, when you were just talking, this epiphany just hit. When, uh, how funny that God made it to where our body, our themselves, our temple, Mm -hmm. cannot grow, cannot develop, and cannot build without that, without that consistency, right? But then on top of that, the eagle would want to tell you that what's outside of you is the cause for your failure, when it, when in reality, what's outside of you is actually the catalyst of your success. When you go to the gym, you can't build hypertrophy and muscle by not picking up heavier dumbbells progressively. Right. It doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> so if I'm looking at my outside world to somehow determine that it's the cause of my failure versus 
internally, I got it all wrong because the reality will tell me that the things outside of me yep. can only help me grow. Right. And when you said that about the gym, I said, wait a second. Everything in the gym is outside of us, yet it's helping our internal person, our internal man grow. Right. Right. I'm like, wait a second. The ego got it all wrong. So so basically the evil one here is the ego. <laughs> oh, dude. 100%, man. And, you know, it, it's it's so funny because I was – you know, I, I recently redid my, my NASM. And I, I think I told you this like maybe two years ago, dude, I, I, I purchased the elite and I'm like, I've been into self-development every year. I want to, I want to spend a percentage of everything I make on just improving myself. So I was doing a course, getting a certification, going to seminars, whatever that, that, that's my big thing. I really want to do that. I want to, I want to be, hopefully I want to stay blessed to be in a position to continue to do that. Cause I think it's good use of, of money. Um, but you know, one of the things that, that I, and I, and I, I almost lost the thought. One of the things, wait. Oh, one of the things that I learned when I was looking at the NASM was that, you know, when you're training your body and let's just say you're training your body for conditioning or you're training your body to be able to run longer or you, you're even training your body, you know, to be able to lift more weights. You know, a lot of us like to, to, to easily think from a scientific standpoint that it takes six weeks of doing any activity to get your body to be able to keep up and be in shape to, to actually do the activity. If you look at the NASM model, they even recommend that you do all your transitions between the four to six week period, because that's how long it takes for your body to make a physical adaptation. Well, I would kind of question what the, I would kind of question the science behind that. And the only reason why I say that is I think we do a lot of science, science into how the human body reacts but I, I honestly learned in my experience that I wasn't training my body as much as I was training my mind. And what I mean is I used to believe that I couldn't, I couldn't run and be a weightlifter. Like I couldn't run and maintain my muscle mass. Like I had to do one or the other. So I stopped running. For 15 years, I didn't really run because I wanted to be muscular. I wanted to be buff, right? So I didn't run. Uh, and what happened was in that time period, I mean, I was, I was always a bigger guy, but, but I was never really ripped. I was never really buff. I was just big. Like that, that's cool. Um, you know, I changed my, my thought process and I decided that I want to run. Well, it didn't really take me six weeks to be able to run a mile. Good. And it wasn't because I was in great shape. It was really because I envisioned myself doing it every single day. Within about a week, I was running. I hadn't ran for 15 years. Within a week, I was running. Within two or three weeks, I was running distance, two miles, three miles. In a month's time, I could run five or six miles pretty easy. And it's not because I was in shape. I truly believe it was because the way that I thought about it, I changed my mindset. When I changed my mindset, my body followed. I think it takes people four to six weeks of consistently doing activity to, for their mind to catch up and believe that it's possible. And then when, once that happens, the body follows. So if we spend more time, like really maintaining our mindsets, thinking about the right things, focusing on, on the right areas of life and taking responsibility for the things that we can change. I definitely think that we could see better results without having to, to point to forces that are outside of, you know, our, our, um, our, our help, if you would. And it's almost speaking to ourselves, man, right? When we say we focus on the things that matter the most in life. And it's, that's exactly what this podcast is doing. 
faith, family, fitness, and finance. Right. I mean, at, at the end of the day, if we if we can narrow that down, and in that order, I I, I think we're in a good position. Dude, you know, we we're in, <laughs> we're, we're 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 in a great position, man. And I, I'm I'm over here scrambling, trying to find this this passage, and I and I can't find it. I won't be able to find it and quote it verbatim, but on the next episode, I will. But it, it, it was in a, it's in a book I was reading um, called The Power of Intent right now. And basically in, in this last verse, and I don't know who, who the author that said this, so forgive me. But they told me that if you ever feel uh, anxiety, you know, the feeling of anxiety is like the number one, um, the number one uh, example of spiritual insecurity. And they said, if you're spiritually insecure, you'll always be anxious. And when I read that, I was like, wow, if I look back at me and I'm somebody who has fought with anxiety my, my, my entire life, you know, on and off. But if I look back at when the anxiety was worse in my life, the worst in my life, it had to do when I wasn't spiritually sound. When I was spiritually sound and every time I've been spiritually sound in my life and, and it comes in waves and I should do better at making sure that doesn't come in waves. But every time I've been spiritually sound, I've never been anxious. And I thought that was just amazing to see another human being write that down and, you know, be able to translate to my life. So I want to put that out there for somebody who suffers from anxiety, who who has to take medication. You know, maybe maybe there's something outside of just the medication that your that your that your your spiritual or your mind is looking for. And if you fill it with that, maybe that would be the true cure for what you're doing. Because keep in mind, you know, man, man in, in, in all of the greatness that we do, we don't really cure things, you know, we treat them. You know, our creator cures. Our creator mm -hmm. cures, and the, and the cure is there. It's just, are you willing to take it? You know, and it's, man, that, that was so awe-inspiring. I mean, it was just so awe-inspiring because when I think about it, I, and and this is, this is like almost like a, a it's a logical principle when people try to, um, Whenever you try to kind of <clears throat> reason what is the the purpose of something's existence, you you call it, uh, you know, to design, not from design. Meaning, the design you don't take what you know and what's been revealed in the design to then now try to blanket all the the magnitude of the designer, right? Because then right. you're you're lacking revelation, right? You know, versus starting from the designer, then going into the design, you start now getting revelation of what the purpose of that existence was. Mm. Right. So it's like I can't go from a computer and say that the computer, because it was designed, let me go to the designer and all the designer has the capacity for is to create a computer. That'd be faulty. Right. Versus if I go to the designer and say, and have revelation that the designer understands and has the capacity to design a computer, that's logically uh, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the route we should take. So our identity isn't in and of ourselves. Our identity is rooted in God. So whenever I look to, to do something or whenever I look to be something, it has nothing to do with my own capacity or abilities. Because God has purposed me into existence. It wasn't an accident. I didn't just end up coming into existence and all of a sudden he's like, oh, well, I'm, there's Jeremy. He's, right. He purposed, he called me by name. He knew me before I was in my mother's womb. And he brought me forth into existence purposefully. 
So understanding what those purposes are, that's how we're going to receive full glory. I can't look at a Ferrari and a Ferrari sitting. Everybody knows it's a glamorous car. It goes zero to 60 and 3.5. It's phenomenal. I mean, VA, it, it hums. But you put that thing on top of a house. All of a sudden now, because it's not satisfying its purpose of why it was created in the first place, it loses its its, its glory. Mm. You put that you put <laughs> that right. thing on an air you put that thing on an airport runway. Now all of a sudden, it's as glamorous as it was intended to be. Right. I love that, man. I I, I love that. You know, I and, and and that's what it's all about, man. It, it to me, it's it's just about having perspective and 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 also. You know, understanding that we're not supposed to, we're not really supposed to have all all the answers. And, and truthfully, I think sometimes in certain ways we have to be comfortable not needing all the answers, right? We're not, yeah. we're not we don't. That's not our job. We're not the all knowing. You know, I'll give you an example, and I know we have we have about three minutes left, but I'll give you a little story, and it was it was pretty cool. Um, I posted in. In my my, I told you I was doing a a fundraiser for seventy two miles. So I did a few miles this morning. I posted in it, but my tracker didn't work. So I I, I put in there, hey, I did my my two and a half miles this morning. Unfortunately, my tracker didn't work. I feel like I I feel like I failed, and I got a lot of support. I got a lot of support, and then I got one guy, and I got one guy said, and his comment was, that was God saying you didn't push hard enough. It doesn't count. That's what he said. He said that was God saying. You didn't push hard <laughs> so you know, instantly. I said, man, I'm practicing non-judgment though, because I don't know, I don't know, you know, mind you, comments like that and and people like that that come from the religious side have been to me personally, they've been the reason I have spiritual instability because those are the type of people that make me kind of cast religion to the side as a whole. Like people that kind of shame people in the name of God are not are not necessarily the people that I I like to talk to. But this is what the guy said and I told myself, listen, I'm not going to judge this man. I I don't know. I don't know this guy from Adam. <laughs> I don't know why he said this, but a few other people jumped on the thread and they started defending me. And they started saying, why would you say that? You use God, like, what a terrible thing to do, blah, blah, blah. And this guy just kept going on and on and on and on. And, you know, my, my, my response and my last response to them was, hey, guys, listen, I thanked the lady who defended me. And I said, what, what a noble thing to do is to stand to the defense of somebody you don't even know when you feel there's wrong being done. And I told the guy, I said, hey, you know, I don't, I don't know the intention here, but, you know, I appreciate, I, I appreciate you, trying to, you, you trying to push me. You know, and his response was, you know, I'm just I'm just a man out here trying to push another man to be the best he possibly can be. After he just was an ugly person and insulted a woman and he used God to kind of shame me. But his intention was he was trying to push me. Now, I could have got mad and I could have said, hey, how dare you say that to me? You don't know my you don't know my relationship with my creator. I could have been offended, but I chose I chose not to be offended this time. I chose to try to understand. And for me, understanding, I was able to defuse a Facebook war at the same time, I was able to gain a couple of friends. And, and, and for me, you know, that, that's what it's all about. You know, it's not about me trying to pretend like I know why everything's happening. It's, it's more being able to accept what comes to me and trust that the creator is going to make it all work to my good. Yeah, because if we knew everything, then we wouldn't live by faith. And that's and faith is going to be our next is going to be our next one. man. listen, we got we got we got a sign out here. We got we got a, We got a minute left. Jeremy, why don't you kick us off here? And we're going to be doing this weekly again. Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to F and Stuff Up.
family or faith, family, fitness, and finance. And we're going to be discussing all those different topics throughout the span of this uh, this existence. But nonetheless, we appreciate you all chiming in. Make sure to take uh, a look at our previous podcast. We've had some great feedback. Um, all feedback is welcome, good or bad. Um, at the end of the day, we're doing this nonchalantly and just trying to see where God takes us with this all. So, yes, sir. Thank you yes, guys sir. so much. God bless you all. And uh, love, peace, and hair grease. All right. Nay strong. Till next, <laughs> till next time. Till next time. See you guys. <laughs>